In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. He is risen. He is, he is risen, risen indeed. Alleluia. Brothers and sisters in Christ, no one likes a sore loser, but also no one likes a sore winner. But it is in our human nature to gloat. We like attention. We like people to recognize our accomplishments. We're constantly seeking approval from our peers, our friends and family, and yes, even from our church family. But even more ingrained in us in this need for recognition is the desire to cover our shame and our losses. When we lose, we try not to make a big deal of it. We try and cover it up so no one knows. No one wants their shame or their incompetence shown because we are sinners, each and every one of us, and the last thing we want to do is let everyone know. So we seek our own glory, our own fame, and our own following. In fact, even when the Eagles won the Super Bowl, the whole city knew, the whole country knew. It wasn't a quiet affair. Parades were held, interviews were had, and all those involved received big, fancy, sparkly rings to mark the occasion so that anyone who sees them knows they won the Super Bowl. But it wasn't just the players who celebrated. Everyone in the city in cars were honking their horns, screaming and shouting. People throughout the city knew what happened and wanted everyone to know. Victory for us humans is a rowdy and raucous affair. But Christ takes a different approach. The wisdom of God is far different than, and far superior to that of men. And that is part of why this particular Easter is so difficult for us. It's very easy to revel in the victory of Christ because it is also our victory. So we like to celebrate with big bands, large services, fancy breakfasts and dresses, surrounded by loved ones, and proclaiming Christ's victory to the world with open doors by our services. Because to us, victory means celebration. And we're very good at that. I'd be very surprised if you found anyone who, when asked who Christ and what Christians celebrate on Easter, didn't know that it was that Christ had risen from the dead. Because this Sunday is central to our life as redeemed children of God. This Sunday is the basis that every other Sunday is based upon. And so it makes sense when we get here that we celebrate loudly. But we must take care lest we turn our celebration into an idol. What a great and glorious thing it is to remember in these times that it is not our celebration that gives us victory. But what gives us victory is that Christ, who was slain, now lives and reigns. Christ, the perfect Lamb of God, no longer resides in a tomb, but he lives and has conquered death. And he has been raised in a very peculiar way to us. He wasn't raised in the sight of all of his enemies, 
The Pharisees, the scribes, and the chief priests weren't there to see it. There wasn't large fanfares of angelic choruses proclaiming his victory like there was back when he was born. In fact, the very first person to see him wasn't even present at his resurrection. Mary, who came to the tomb, found the stone already rolled away, the body of Christ gone. She was confused and scared even, because Christ is not where he should be. And if Christ was risen, she expected it to be a raucous affair. She, like us, would expect Christ's victory to be proclaimed from every corner of the world to every person. But here on that Easter morning, it was kept quiet. But Christ's death was made public. Christ was hung upon a cross in a public way. His supposed defeat was publicized for the world and for all mankind to see. What seemed to be the devil's finest hours was a rowdy and a raucous affair, and everyone knew about it. The devil gloated and rejoiced at the death of the Son of God. Jesus was hung upon a cross outside the city before a crowd. Multitudes assembled to see him, and they saw him tried, judged, and crucified. Jews, Romans, and Gentiles alike assembled to see the Lamb of God, that very paschal lamb strung up, paying the ultimate price for crimes he did not commit. And so the devil mocked him, and the devil mocked him incessantly. But Christ, in his highest despair, endured the mockery of the devil, who is the worst winner of them all. But God ordained all this from the beginning. From the moment sin entered into the world, the Father knew Christ would hang upon that cross. So he allowed Christ to go there. He allowed Satan to gloat. He allowed Satan this temporary victory. And he allowed it to be public. Because this man hanging upon a cross was a sin offering for everyone. This sacrifice was for all who saw him. Christ suffered this defeat on the behalf of all mankind, for those who despised him and for those who loved him. He was a sin offering for all people. So why is the pronouncement of Christ's victory in the resurrection different? Where are the great bands and the angelic choruses, the, the crowds of people? Christ is not one who gloats. The Father raised him and made him manifest only to a few. The scribes, Pharisees, and crowds who just not long ago were crying crucify him are nowhere to be found. Christ's announcement of victory was first to one woman, Mary, then to his brothers, the disciples, because what makes this resurrection of Jesus of Nazareth memorable is not the gloating, the parades, the fireworks, and the crowds. It is the fact that he is the very paschal lamb which was offered for us. 
His resurrection, unlike his death, does not apply to all. While all people's sins are paid for by the death of Christ, not all receive the benefit of his resurrection. It requires faith to understand, and without faith, we have nothing. So Christ does not gloat in the face of his enemies, but rather invites us, invites them to believe and to receive eternal life. And those who do receive that very destruction of death that Christ earned. Life given and founded in Christ's death and resurrection cannot be harmed by your physical death. No matter what happens to you today, tomorrow, or a year from now, you know that just as Christ was raised from the dead, so will you. It's very easy to fear death because of the unknown. It is something foreign and contrary to nature. We see it happen around us, and we can comprehend that this is a breakdown of the natural order. Nowhere in the creation account was there death. There was only life, and it was good. So Christ saw our fear, saw the good being destroyed by death, and he went before us. He entered into death willingly as our leader and our Lord, and he goes and conquers it for us because we are unable to and we are scared. He goes before us publicly so that there is no need to fear, because for the believer, death is nothing now but a deep sleep. We know that just as Adam entered into a deep sleep and the Lord saw him through, so also Christ entered into the deep sleep of death and was brought forth victorious by the Father. There is no more unknown. There is no more source of fear. It has all been destroyed by Christ who went before us. The firstborn of the dead has given us, by his resurrection, all hope and life. He has given us the hope that just as he has risen, so shall we. So shall all those who believe. And so, along with Mary and the disciples, we are invited to believe, have faith, and trust that this sacrifice that was public was not a victory for death and the devil, but it was the end of the devil and death. It is here at the tomb that this victory is proclaimed, not with trumpets and fanfare, but with an angel saying to the woman, and to you by extension, do not be alarmed. You seek Jesus of Nazareth, who was crucified. He is risen. He is not here. And praise be to God that he is risen. Praise be to God that you have heard, and praise be to God that through him you have come to believe. And because of this, we still rejoice today. The world seems to think that Easter is canceled. That without our Easter breakfasts, big services, and fancy gatherings, the victory has been taken from us. But brothers and sisters in Christ, we have still won. Despite the quiet and small services, we still have the victory. Because Christ, the Passover lamb who was slain, now lives. And he has given us his body and blood to eat and to drink. 
But let us hunger for the body and thirst for the blood of God. Let us believe that by it our sin is forgiven, our body is kept safe, and that on that last day we will rise again with new life with Christ, who has gone before us and won the victory. Let us rejoice in the victory feast of the Lamb, who proclaims himself now the victor over sin, death, and the devil forevermore. In Jesus' name, amen. amen.